right, guys, welcome back to another episode of Something Super Podcast. I'm Steve. And I'm Mark. And we are back to our regularly scheduled Thursday programming now that Loki's over. So speaking of Loki, we wanted to cover the season finale. We wanted to give you guys some time to sort of process it. I know it was a lot. Uh, I've heard mixed reviews. Uh, I have mixed feelings myself about some parts of the finale, but I'll tell you what. Overall, series 10 out of 10. So I can start there. Sadly, again, Jay is off with, we'll call him Kang the Conqueror, searching the multiverse, looking for his variants, mostly the Ewok Sith variant. Um, but yeah, I mean, I really wanted to cover this. I know, Mark, you were excited too. We decided not to do a Tuesday episode just because there's no preparation for this week. We're not giving you guys anything that you need to know for any upcoming episodes. We'll be covering Black Widow soon. And I guess, Mark, give me some thoughts and feelings on the finale. Yeah, guys, we really just want to give you some time to just let it soak in. And there's, I don't know, I have so many mixed feelings about it. I loved it. I really did so far. For me, Loki's was the best TV series they did. But WandaVision to me still had the best finale. But, like, there was so little action. Honestly, I think the only action that really happens in this movie is uh miss minute scaring the shit out of us <laughs> and literally the only other ones when owen wilson just gets thrown around like a bitch like other than that it's all dialogue and it's amazing we finally find out like who uh Renslayer's uh jonas the variant yeah the variant there's the word yeah, don't don't worry. We're definitely not from Philly <laughs> using those words. Uh, but yeah, but um, but no, yeah, we find out that she was a teacher or a principal at the very least, and on the diploma in the back, it has her like comic book name when she runs away from Kang. Um, question for you: Do you think that Loki got thrown back to the same TVA, or do you think that maybe she sent him to like another? timeline or so that's something that i really wanted to talk about and i'm sure a lot of people have questions comments concerns about the intro to this episode specifically it had a lot of famous people speaking about like well, time travel multiverse stuff things about different worlds etc and it was basically just jumbled up mess by the end of it but one thing that i noticed is we came out of what looked like a sunny side up black egg and then sort of hopped into another one now, that could have been an alternate universe or, you know, one of the many multiverses that we think doesn't exist. But I have a couple theories. You know, again, I'm completely cool with, with Mephistoing this one up and, uh, you know, just being wrong. But I like to think that that intro was us leaving our universe and jumping into another one. And that's the TVA that they're currently with, with the Kang the Conqueror statue or the He Who Remains statue, whatever you want to call him. Oh, no, that's full you know, on Kang. Curtis. Yeah. You know, like whatever you want to, you know, describe him as, that was a statue of him. So that's the TVA that we're currently dealing with. Obviously, we're Owen Wilson and Hunter D15 don't know who Loki is because they've never had to experience him yet. Now, in my personal opinion, here's my current running theory. Inside of each of one of those black sunny set up eggs is its own 
like the multiverse existed. It has always existed, but everyone lived in their own universe and it was sort of unknown about the other universes because when you went to um, the castle that, that he who remains lived in, it had a it's singular a circular ring around it. And for a lot of you, that is just like, oh, it's a cool visual effect. That's awesome. But for me, I think it is one of those things where Time is usually linear when we describe it. You know, if you look at a timeline, it's, you know, 1987's back here, you know, 2021's up here. Like, it's just, there's one line. It's not a circle. You don't circle back to 1987. You don't circle back to, you know, 1900s or 1800s to 17. Like, you don't ever go back. It's, it's right. linear. So does that mean that everything that has happened up until the point where the two Lokis, which we know together caused a huge branch on the timeline, has everything been a time loop? Does he understand what's happening? He knows what is written in history already because it has happened already. And now because the two Lokis came together, caused a rift in the timeline because they're not supposed to be in the same universe together. They caused the multiversal collapse. We knew it was going to happen because he said in the show, I, I right, like from here, I don't know what's going to happen after like the thunder cracked and there was like the big rumble and everything shook. He was like, all right, like from here on out, like I'm serious. Like, I don't know what's going on. See, I have theories about that personally. So, and then you noticed it afterwards, it was no longer a circle, but it looked similar to like a nebula, like a space right. thing. So that I think is what caused all of the multiverses to collide and now they basically exist on top of each other instead of being their own, you know, singular universe. So again, I could be wrong. I could be right. Who knows? Because the MCU does everything different than the comic books. So if you're basing it off the comics, you could be completely wrong, even if it is 100% Marvel comic accurate. See, I don't think that it was a time loop necessarily. For me, I think he was lying to them when he said we're past the point that I don't know what's going to happen. And the reason why I think that is because every single action he did and every sense he spoke kind of like set up him wanting what wanting to happen. Like when Loki, like he looks at Sylvie and he's like, you could never trust. Loki finally accepts like, okay, she'll never trust anybody, especially a Loki. Then he's playing like with the... um. I don't know what you want to call it, the temp pad. Is that what you, I well, guess it was? He yeah, had? His, his his temp pad's a little different. It looks sort of like marble, like golden right. marble. But he was also, a, like, it wasn't a piece of tech, like the ones from the TVA, but he was also able to pull, like, that like movable clay from, like, it was a weird, I don't, I don't know. And maybe it's because his is the most advanced. It's the third century tech, while the TVA looks like they're stuck in fucking 1974. Like, right. I, I don't know. No, and that's what I was thinking, because for me, I'm like, he says he doesn't know what's going to happen, but he's driving it to the point that Sylvie's going to kill him. And even when he dies, if you look really closely, there's a stack of books next to him, and on there is an actual upside-down hourglass that had just run out of time. Okay. So for me, I think he his whole plan was this. I think he just exists outside of space and time, so he ages differently. Like, don't get me wrong, I still think he's old as shit, and yeah, he's from the future, and he can experience everything. But for me, I think he's finally, like, to the point where he's like, you know what? 
people are fighting against me here, there, everywhere. Like it kind of fell apart. You had Owen Wilson spread it all over the TVA. You have Loki and Sylvie who are like just pursuing the shit. Like even the people are like, stop. They're like, no. So it's kind of like, for me, I think he had everything planned. He knew what was going to happen. And for him, he was just like, you know what? You're going to keep messing with me. I'm going to mess with you. Cause like he seemed happy to die. And he even says, he calls it reincarnation. He says, I'll be seeing you soon. Like, that's not something that somebody who randomly gets killed says. Sure. Now, again, I I 110%, like, I didn't think of it from your perspective. So that's not to say it's right or wrong. My perspective was he knows a variant of him is going to see them soon. Now, again, that's very inside the box thinking. Um this is one of those episodes though that like is very much it was different than every other episode uh for those of you that aren't super aware like when it comes to tv shows and creation and stuff like that there is this thing called a bottle episode and a bottle episode is like a real low budget episode that sort of you know saves money from that one so they can put money into other episodes and i feel like this was that bottle episode like community did one they actually made a joke about it during the filming of it where they were stuck in like the study room and they were looking for a pen it's there's one location for it or two locations for it it's very yeah very minimal there was like little to no magic you know little to no cast uh the visual effects i mean i'm not saying they weren't like stunning but again it was minimal it was all stuff that we had already previously seen before in, in a you know the opening or the, I guess the ending to episode five. So like a lot of the stuff that we saw, it, it, it was in one room. They took the elevator up and they were talking across the table for the entire thing. Um, I really, I had high hopes. And again, not that I thought like Dr. Strange was going to come out or anything, but Dr. Strange, his first like real big time change and like time reversal was with the apple. Mm-hmm. So I was kind of not looking for, Doctor Strange in this at all, but like the connection to the potential Doctor Strange reference in WandaVision, like that might be this show's reference to Doctor Strange. I thought that was kind of cool. I was also looking forward to him reversing time somehow and or like, you know, dipping it into the time stream so it could become a full apple again. Like I thought that would be hilarious. Um, Just little shit like that that I would love to see because I'm a fucking nerd. And (laughs) uh, I mean, he... Jonathan Majors did phenomenal. He had a very like Willy Wonka esque vibe to him. Like he thought the whole thing was just funny. Yeah. Like it, it did. Like Willy Wonka just watched some kid get like drowned in a, a chocolate river, and he's like, Haha, "This is great." Uh, and that's Jonathan Majors in this episode. Like, and the cool thing about his character is he can be a different person every time we see him. He could be funny and chill like this guy. He could be evil and ruthless. He could be, you know completely stupid like it and there's zero way to say that's wrong because he has a billion variants and he said the second you stab me you're going to be met with hundreds of thousands of me yeah so you know who's to say would you have taken the deal so that it's it's a tough call so here is the if Jonathan Majors, is if Kang the Conqueror or he who remains or whatever, if that is your deal, you sit there forever. Like it, he didn't say like, oh, I can just like leave and go hang out. Like he's not going to go chill and, you know, 
2025 and with like Spider-Man, like they're not going to go be best friends. I think Loki through this. And, and I know we talked before the episode about like character arcs. I think this Loki, uh, you know, flaws and all had a very similar character arc to the Loki that we came to know and love in infinity war. He had a softer side to him. He realized that like he had lost a lot that he had a lot to gain like mentally and physically, not just like he doesn't want the throne. He doesn't want to be the ruler of anything anymore. He just wants to be happy. And like, I don't think that job in and of itself would have made him happy. I think being with Sylvia would have been great, but I feel like there's a lot of things in the timeline that he wanted to fix and he couldn't, he would just have to watch them happen over and over again. Because again, it, time just continues to happen there. Like it doesn't, there's no like, Oh, this is the end of time. We're just stopping now. We're just going to do nothing for the rest of our lives. Um, and I think that if he was willing to take the deal, he would have made the deal with miss minutes in the beginning. Cause she popped up and she was like, I'll put you guys, but you know, he said, I'll put you both back in the timeline together. You can do your own thing. You can do whatever you want. You can have the throne of Asgard. And he's like, ah, uh, no, I don't really think I want that. He seemed almost tempted in the beginning, but I think at the end he was like, I'm good. But would you have taken the deal? Oh, so, and, and that's the thing. I don't know. I I don't know if I could exist outside of time forever and like watch everyone that I, I care about die. And again, if my theory about the time loop is correct, like do it over and over again. I, I guess like after a while, it's just kind of like you're just waiting. But you could always just go back and find them. Be like, yeah, but dude. But, but that's just it. So can I, can this man leave Chronopolis and go hang out with whoever he wants. Like, oh, hey, this is my best friend in, in 1901. Hey, George Washington, you should probably cross the Delaware uh, Christmas Eve and go stab the Redcoats in the face. Like, that was my idea. No, like, I don't I don't know what my ability is to just jump in and out of time. And do I have the ability, like the, the uh, TVA agents do, just be like, all right, I'm going to open up. All right, cool. We're going to go to... Well, you would be right in the TV. The, the deal was that they rule the TVA. Correct. And they rule it their way. So, but again, like, Owen Wilson can't, <laughs> hop out of in anywhere and just go, go ride a jet ski. That was one thing he wanted to do and couldn't do it. But so, if you ran the TVA, you can make that exception for him. I, you're right. I could. And I, I absolutely would. And that was one thing I was really upset that they didn't have. I was looking forward to him. Season two, baby. A jet ski. Oh, dude, if he's not right. That's going to be opening scene. I, I'm loving it. Uh, so I would say, so, and again, here, here's rolling the dice. Is he lying in saying that it would cause a multiversal rift? Uh, strictly for uh, intents and purposes, I'm going to say I would take the Miss Minutes deal. Go back in time or go back to where I was in the timeline. I could have basically whatever I wanted because I know what's going to happen now. I control my future. And, you know, my my new partner, Sylvie, is going to be there with me as you know, so long as that's what she wants. We're good to go. We, we rule shit together and we live long, prosperous lives because fuck it. We have the infinity gauntlet and no one's going to stop me. What about you? I think I, I think I would take the deal in Loki's case. I don't know. I know he doesn't want a throne, but like, it's kind of funny that he kind of like slaps himself in the face in the series. If you go back and think about it, because the first thing he does is curse Thor because he grew soft because of a female. Yeah. Like, in the first movie, he's like, oh, a woman did this to you, like, and now here's him softening up. 
because of a woman because of herself yeah oh yeah that's i mean (laughs) it's it's such a weird dynamic but i love it because yes it is him but it's not him but it is him so like it's that's like you know you how do you say how do you say like oh i love who i am without sounding like a total asshole right so can't yeah and and that's just it like I mean, I like who I am as a person, but I don't know if I love me as a person. <laughs> uh, I, I feel like I would hate myself. I'd be like, dude, you're a dick. Yeah, and he'd be, and I know in me, I'd be like, yeah, I know, thanks, and walk away. Exactly. And, like, then, it, and like, then it would piss me off more because it's like I just told myself off and there's nothing I can do about it. Exactly. So now we are gearing up for season two whenever that does decide to drop tom middleston said he's willing to play loki until he dies which i think would be awesome um but you know an overall grasp of of season one's finale i think it was done extremely well was there stuff that i wish was in it absolutely i'm gonna give it like an eight eight and a half yeah, no, I would, I'd probably go a solid nine. Okay. There's definitely things that I would change, but like I said, I think this is the best series so far. If I'm going down the line, I would give this like a nine. I would give WandaVision like an 8.9. I'd probably give Falcon and the Winter Soldier probably like an eight and a half, just because there were things in each one that like I liked and I didn't like, but this was definitely by far the best series. But like I said earlier, I think WandaVision's finale was much more captivating. It caught my attention more. And I mean, with that post credit scene that apparently there was a guy. On, did you hear about that guy on TikTok who played like the season finale of WandaVision and Loki at the same time? He started them at like the exact same moment. Apparently, when Loki and Sylvia are talking to um, Kang, it's, it's Kang, but the one who remains when they're talking to him, he kind of gets like nervous. He says, we just crossed the threshold. Apparently at that moment, that's when Wanda actually turns into the Scarlet Witch in the show in the finale versus Agatha. Okay. So, so now there's a theory that it could have been multiple things. Like maybe a, it may not have just been Loki and Sylvie's Nexus event. It may be that along with now you have a Nexus being coming in. And maybe he, there might be somewhere he's that Kang is actually like scared of her. And maybe he's doing this to bring more of him to stop her possibly in the future. Cause we all know how that ends up working out with Wanda and everything. I mean, that's not an impossible theory to be hundred percent honest. And like, like you said, Wanda being a Nexus being, she is the first like confirmed, you know, obviously we've seen her on screen Nexus being. There, it's not like we're sitting there like oh, Tony Stark's a Nexus being. No, like Wanda is a Nexus being. Right. And we fully expect that. Now, again, that could be when she becomes the Scarlet Witch and she fully accesses her power. And it's still not even fully accessed. She's like, she's studying the Dark Hole at the end of it. But now that she has basically unlocked almost unlimited potential, that could be the thing that broke the multiverse. Well, I think, I don't think it was just that. I think that played into it because now you have this big surge of power plus the surge of power from Loki and Sylvie. Because, like, why would you write a show about a character if 
they weren't the main calls. Like, you know sure. what I mean? Like, oh, I'm going to write Loki to have one to do this in another show. Absolutely. Like, yeah. No, like, I, you're not going to give her all the credit. But no, but I think they're, like you said, it's connected. It has to be. Like, what if at the end, during the post credit scene, when she hears Billy and Tommy, that's the moment where the branches hit each other. So she's not hearing her, Tommy and Billy. She's hearing a multiversal Tommy and Billy. Right. But again, she's the same person in every universe. So she's probably doing the same thing in every universe. Um, at least that's how I understand Nexus beings to be. Like they're the same in every universe. Um, they're the, I think it's they're the same, but like they're not always all doing the same thing. Sure, it's sure. not like if one's studying, they're all studying. Sure. But they're I, I just, all, they all follow that same path. None yeah. of them stray from it. But yeah, I'm just saying like, obviously Billy and, and Tommy aren't in their mother's presence. So maybe she's out doing scarlet witch type shit on her own in that and like they got captured by none other than mephisto and they're the right and left arm of mephisto god damn it if i die on this hill i die on this hill and that is <laughs> that's where i end up on that mephisto train for this series um but i i really liked everything about the series as a whole i, I agree this is probably one of the best uh, I love the fact that they brought in the other Lokis and that they weren't basically just Tom Hiddleston knockoffs. Uh, the obviously vote Loki, the president Loki, he was, but I'm cool. I am cool with that. I was, I had my own theories about it. I thought he was going to like run for president of the Lokis, whatever. I'm glad he didn't. Uh, Subverting but, expectations. Yes. But hey, you know what? I'm completely cool with the fact that we had a kid Loki. We had uh, the boastful Loki who was a gator Loki. Yeah, alligator Loki or Crokey or Crocodile Loki, whatever the hell you want to call them. Fan favorite. Uh, and then so, Old Man Loki or Classic Loki. Awesome. Do you think Kid Loki and now I just don't know how enchanting works. Do you think is Eliath still enchanted or is he back to chasing Gator Loki and Kid Loki and everything else? I don't know. So like Or again, is he free now that he's dead? I don't so that's the thing was he who remains controlling Eliath and making him eat people or is Eliath just like eating people? Because like, if he's not eating people anymore, he could go peacefully exist. Well, he said he's, he's the first people. one to weaponize. So I treat it kind of like a dog. Like yeah. he trained Eliath not to go after him. And that's why Kang the Conqueror never came to our universe was because in the comics, at least Eliath was one of the first beings to fall in between time. Mm -hmm. And that's how it became so powerful. So it's kind of like it's kind of like the um, the Black Flash, kind of like how he's like only echoes after the speedsters, like when it's their time to go. Like, well, and it's yeah, it's only if they like break the the law of the speed force and shit too. Like, there's there's a lot of right. Things. So, like, I think that's where Elioth kind of falls in that kind of a role. But do you think that that could bring him back in the future to help fight Kangs? Yes. I want to say yes, because I think, again, if he is... Or do you think Kang the Conqueror now has control of him? It's a good question. That really, it's tough, because again, like, in this... I like the person, that they're not stressing over there. Yeah. Um, I mean, in this universe, at least, he who remains, Immortus, whatever the hell you want to call him, like, that, I think Eliath was controlled by him, so I don't think Eliath is, like, an angry monster anymore, but maybe in other universes it might be. 
Or maybe because it's multiverse, maybe Eliath is a Nexus being and we just don't know yet. Who knows? Well, I don't, I was gonna say, I don't know if there is other Eliaths because he kind of exists in that space in between timelines. So like there would only be one there. Yeah, I, I have no idea. Uh, again, it's something we can research and hopefully dive into before we hit season two. Um, you know, again, I, I want you guys to check out Black Widow. I think that's was a phenomenal movie. Uh, phase four is just kicking straight ass all day, every day. I have not had anything that I'm like, nah, I just don't like this. I'm good. And again, people had their complaints about Black Widow, whatever. Um, I thought it was an overall good movie. So, uh, Mark, final thoughts? I mean, for me, uh, I just can't wait to see how they all sync up if they do all sync up. Um, I don't know. I'm just I kind of sad that I don't get to see more of like this Loki's journey yet. Like, I mean, I think he'll definitely be in Doctor Strange too. maybe even spill over into Spider-Man. I mean, let's be honest. Nowadays, they're all Avengers movies. That's true. Like literally every solo movie has like at least two other Avengers in it at any given time. That's true. I mean, yeah, and at this point we're, you know, we're kind of all over the place. Like you're gonna have Wanda and Doctor Strange and that, then you're gonna have Spider-Man and like all these other characters that are allegedly gonna be there. So it's kind of like this it's always an Avengers movie now. But as far as my final thoughts, I mean I'm just I'm excited to see what the movies start bringing. What's the next thing we have? What if? Yeah. What if I'm, I'm, I'm really right for excited that. for that what Chadwick if? Chadwick Boseman's son, like his send off because it was the last yeah. thing he recorded prior to his death. You know, God rest his soul. Um, let us know what you guys think. What yes, are you excited absolutely. for? Yeah, let us know what you want to see, what you want us to cover. Uh, for right now, we're just covering a lot of, I mean, I know we do a lot of Marvel because a lot of the Marvel shows have been hitting off in the past couple of months, but uh, we are going to dive back heavy into DC. We got Titans coming out in a couple of weeks. Really looking forward to that. I got to recap season two, uh, at least on my own, and just kind of catch myself back up. I'm looking forward to that. We got long Halloween coming out. So much we're going to be covering. Uh, so, yeah, guys, let us know what you want to hear, uh, what you would like us to cover. If you would like to give your thoughts, opinions, and feelings on things, we'd love to hear them. Uh, so, as always, guys, thank you so much for listening. You can catch us on Instagram and Facebook at Something Super Podcast, on Twitter at SS Podcast 52, Something Super Podcast at gmail.com. We are streaming on all of your major streaming services. That is everything up to and including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. Guys, I'm Steve. I'm Mark. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next week.